Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. On a big show. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Tito Nuanas. We're going to tell you who's going to be good in the NFL that you might not think is going to be good or just might not have thought of at all. And why? Tito Nuanas broadcasting from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is celebrating their 30th anniversary. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they are celebrating by giving you 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. If you want to call, the phone number's an easy one. 329-1899, area code 406. 329-1899, give us a ring. We'll be happy to talk to you anytime. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter, uh, let's talk a little bit about some sleepers. We'll do some NFL stuff, and maybe if there's some time, we'll get into uh, some maybe big sky sleepers as well because it's been so clear cut. Here's kind of the top five and then the rest. But is there anybody else in the big sky conference that, you know, might be able to make some noise? Maybe the schedule sets up well for them and all that. But let's start with the league, man. Let's start with the NFL. I'm starting to get pumped up. I told you with my couple of uh, good friends of mine over the weekend, and uh, these are also uh, good friends of mine who uh, participate in uh, some fantasy football with me, and uh, or I with them. And, uh, you know, you start talking, and then you start looking at the calendar, you start going, oh boy, it's coming. It's coming up. So uh, I'm starting to get fired up about football, and I'm also trying to get a read of, uh, of, of what it is. You know, it's interesting because uh, a year-to-year in the NBA – particularly with free agency and the just seismic shifts we've seen. Teams that were, you know, awful could be great. Teams that have been great could be horrific. Uh, And it's, you know, you just, the landscape shifts dramatically. The NFL has been the league like, you know, if you were good the year before, the chances are you're going to be good this year again. It's still certainly more the case in the NFL than it is in basketball, but I think it's less the case now in this NFL than it has historically been. I think that the ability, I mean, we've seen worst to first, you know, by division, uh, on, you know, repeatedly in the NFL. And I think there's a lot of teams where you go, well, that, you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to be? Uh, that all of a sudden jump up and 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 win a bunch of games and some teams that you thought are going to be pretty good that just stink up the joint and so uh, uh, 
I want to do the good. I want to do the optimistic stuff right now. Maybe we could do some of the bad, but who do you think, Coulter, are some sleepers in the NFL uh, this season that, that, that maybe people aren't paying enough attention to here as we uh, come into fall camp? Well, it's an interesting question because I think if you really follow the NFL in depth and passionately, I think you see what most of us see, and that is that the salary cap, the way that the salary cap is structured and the prioritization that teams have put on paying certain positions and then how much it can affect you if that said player gets hurt. If you have a quarterback making $25 million a year and that guy gets hurt, not only is the franchise quarterback going to be on the sideline, but that's also such a significant portion of your payroll as well. So it's it just takes away so much from your team. It's just like when J.J. Watt got hurt with Houston a couple years ago. Like This guy is not only an irreplaceable player. You don't have another guy in the NFL that's like him. But also, you truly can't replace him because he's already eating up so much of your money. So like the guy who's backing him up, the way you structured your roster, the guy who's backing up J.J. Watt is likely making one-thirtieth of the money that he's making. <laughs> right. And so the drop-off is just so profound. It, it's so profound. But when I look at this landscape of the league, I think that like there's this notion that the NFC, or the, excuse me, that the AFC East is the Patriots and everybody else, and then that you could literally talk me into almost every other team in the NFL as m- maybe having an outside shot as the play at the playoffs. So I think it's hard to say who is the dark horse, who's the surprise team, because I really think that outside of the non-New England Patriots AFC East teams, the New York Giants are the only other definitively terribly bad team. Because now the Browns aren't that. They're not mm-hmm. the Browns. Okay. And now the Lions, even though the Lions are by no means some spectacular team, they're not the 0-16 Lions. Right. The Lions, I mean, Matt Stafford's going to figure out how to win you six, seven games. And if they, if it goes right for them, they can make the playoffs. People always forget the Lions have made the playoffs a couple times with Matt Stafford as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. It might not seem like a great accomplishment when you compare them to guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, but that's a gigantic accomplishment. We're talking about the Detroit Lions. Well. So I, what I'm saying, though, is actually, if you were to say, who do I think actually are the three biggest sleepers in the league, you're going to hate this. I think the three biggest sleepers in the league are the three teams in the NFC East that aren't the Patriots. The NFC East, excuse me, that aren't the Patriots. Only because I think that there's they have undetermined commodities at quarterback, all three of them, and we still don't know if Josh Allen's going to be good. We still don't know if Josh Rosen's going to be good. We still don't know if Sam Darnold's going to be good. Let's let's and and I think the quarterback thing is is really interesting. I am I'm not going to sit here and be a a Josh Rosen honk, but I'm certainly not a hater. Like I I, I have I still have a lot of uh of expectation is the word, but optimism for him as a quarterback. I think that he can. I think that in the right situation, he can really play quarterback and. I thought I thought he was hamstrung in a lot of ways, and and I guess what, what I would say is in Arizona last year, his weaknesses and there are weaknesses were accentuated, and his strengths were were never brought you know were never made uh, available. Uh, you know they they, they weren't they, they, it was a terrible situation. I don't know that Miami is a great situation to step into to now show everybody. Oh no no no, I actually can play at this level, but I think that there's chance there. I thought Josh Allen as a rookie. Looked pretty good to me. I thought I thought he did. I, I thought he was a lot more mobile than I had anticipated. I thought his ability to run and how big he is and all that. I have no idea what he is as a quote unquote leader, and if that's even necessary. I think the Bills have a decent defense. Uh, I think the Bills are are away on the outside. I mean, I, I of the three other teams in the AFC East, you're never going to get me there on the Bills right now. Okay, just not. It's, you're not going to get me there with them. Uh, the Jets are very intriguing, very intriguing, with Sam Darnold and obviously Le'Veon Bell uh, coming in there. And then, uh, you know, obviously you got Truman Johnson, so you always have a shot at a Super Bowl. Um, so uh, uh, that was that was tongue-in-cheek, people. <laughs> um, but I, I think the Jets are interesting. My problem with the Jets is that they're the Jets. Backtrack. Why aren't you on it with the Bills? Because the Bills are better than the Jets. The Bills are the second best team in the AFC East. Well, the Bills have a really good defense. They drafted your boy. They got a really good defense. They drafted Eddie your boy Ed Oliver. Yep. They draft. Yep. I mean, they got Star Latulele, who's a 
I mean, he's he's a, a tank. He's more than a truck. He's more than a house. He's I mean, he's one of the he, most physically formidable interior defensive linemen was, in the NFL. He was Eddie O for the Utah Utes before Eddie Oliver was uh, even in high school. I mean, Tremaine Edwards has as much upside no, as any linebacker. I mean, Lorenzo Alexander is a great player. Micah Hyatt is one of the best safeties in the league. They have maybe one of the best safety pairs in the league because Jordan Poirier is amazing safety as well. Here, here's what I think. I think the combination of of Frank Gore and Shady McCoy isn't getting it done for me anymore as a running back tandem. I think that Josh Allen has potential, but I don't think that potential is year two realized. And I think he's going to need a ton of help, and I think he's got almost none. And Kyle Williams retired, who was the heart and soul of that defense as a leader and as a player on the field. And they have a lot of talent, and I think they're going to be good defensively. Until they do it, I, I, I'm not a buyer. I, I think the Jets have a lot more upside and possibility in terms of the group that they have than do the Bills. Does that mean that they're, the Bills aren't going to beat the Jets too straight and end up better in the division? No, that certainly could happen. Uh, but I think the Jets are more intriguing. They're more interesting to me right now than the Bills are. Le'Veon Bell is a huge addition, no doubt about it. The Jets don't really have any other skill players, though, which is an issue. Who 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 do the Bills have? They got Shady McCoy. Okay, who's in his? They got Clay. Who's what's Clay's first nine? name? The the tight end, Clay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He's good. Yeah. It, I mean he's he's okay. You he's better than Evan Ingram, and you love Evan Ingram. He's not. Oh, he is a hundred percent not better. He is than better. Evan They're the Ingram. same guy, except for Clay's tougher. Oh my goodness! Uh, you, you I did forget that. I did forget that the Jets. I did forget that the Jets signed. And I, I, you know me, I've been a proponent of the Jets just because I follow the Jets defense because of Tremaine Johnson's presence on that defense, but also because I think they've actually drafted really well. Because I think Jamal Adams is a stud. stud. I think he's a future first team All Pro. I think that Leonard Williams is a guy that if he could ever figure it out, has the physical skills to be. I mean, he's he's like Everson Griffin two point and. He's, I mean, he's a beast. I forgot that they signed C.J. Mosley. That's a big signing because I think C.J. Mosley's sick. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But here's what I want to do. I want to rank the NFC East quarterbacks not named Tom Brady. Who do you like the most? Who has the most upside? Because I actually think that I think that right now that Sam Darnold is the best of those three guys, yeah. but I think Josh Allen has the most upside. I think Josh Allen has is is uh, he is – he is exactly what he was coming into the league, and that is such a tremendous boom or bust potential because if he puts it all together, he's Carson Wentz. But if he can't quite put it all together, he could be a flop. I'm not sure, but he has a big league arm. He's tough, and when he's he gets tough. it rolling, he seems like he's a fierce competitor. That's the thing I'm lacking with Darnold is that Darnold has never been able to recapture the magic of that freshman year. He's been... He's made some throws that you're like, well, wow, that's what a that's what a prodigy looks like. That's what we thought Sam Darnold was going to be, but he doesn't seem to have that same fire that either Josh Allen or Josh Rosen have. Well, I don't care if he's got fire. I mean, I do care if he's got fire. I don't care how that expresses itself. Sam Darnold has never Sam Darnold's best moment in the history of his career was winning the Rose Bowl uh, 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 against Penn State, and his interview afterwards was like he was at lunch with his mother. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just... So he's a flatliner, and that can be a really good thing, uh, particularly at quarterback. So I got no problem with that. Rosen is the best of those three quarterbacks right now. You think? Right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or not, I'm sorry, not Rosen. Uh, Darnold. Darnold. I'm sorry. Did I say Rosen? Yeah, you said Rosen. Rose Bowl? Because I said Rose Bowl. Sam Darnold's best moment was winning the Rose Bowl. Yes. And he and his reaction to that was n- was nothing. So I don't right. have a problem that he's not a raw, raw guy. Sam Darnold is the best quarterback of those three right now. Yes. Who's got the most upside is impossible for me to know. I say probably Sam Darnold. I mean, he's probably he's the best now and also has, you know, great upside potential. The other two, I like both those guys, but they're complete wild cards. They're complete wild cards. And so I I, I wouldn't even know how to rank them two and three. And by the way, it, why? Why? Because none of these teams are going to the playoffs. None of them. Zero of them. Because they will not win their division, <laughs> and there's too many other teams in the AFC that are going to be in business, not these teams. So I'm done talking about the, 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 the three of the worst teams in the league now. Here's the thing about the league, though. This is what I always say. 
is just exactly what I led with. There's only really, truly one or two bad teams. There is no... I really don't think that there's very much difference in roster talent with the exception of the guy that's playing quarterback for you and and if you have an elite edge guy. In a salary cap league, you got to pick and choose where you're going to be elite almost always. And it's very rare that you get elite players at all three levels of your defense and you get elite players at the skill positions on offense, a great offensive line, and a quarterback. If you have that then you have a two- or three-year window where you better go win a Super Bowl or two mm-hmm. because it's not going to last because that's just the way that the salary cap is going to work. Mm-hmm. But I just – I don't know, man. I, I don't think you can discard all those teams. It, history says you can, certainly. But I think that in the AFC North, I think that there's – I think all the all three of the teams besides the Cleveland Browns have a chance to take a dive. I think that – and, and you never know who's going to get hurt either, right? I mean, you never know who's going to get hurt. The Colts are a playoff team with Andrew Luck playing quarterback. The Colts are a two-win team with not without Andrew Luck. But One injury. Let me ask you this, okay? Let me ask you this. The Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets, are they better than any of the three of those teams? Pick your favorite one. Yeah. Are they better than the Steelers, the Ravens, the Texans, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers? Or the Jaguars, or the Raiders, or the Broncos? The answer is no. The answer is no. So after those three divisions get settled, the other three divisions get settled, there's also two other teams that are going to be better than all three of those teams, and they will not be going to the playoffs yet again. That's the end of the the story. Tennessee Tennessee Titans have made the playoffs two of the last three years. Right. All three of the quarterbacks we're debating in the AFC are better than Marcus Mariota. That doesn't matter. And those teams have a chance to be as good, if not better, on defense. If the Tennessee Titans were in the same division with the New England Patriots, they would not have gone to the playoffs two of the last three years. They're not. They're in the same division with the Jags and the Colts. So that's, you know, it's, it, you can say... I mean, you, asked me, you asked me sleeper, though, and that's why I picked those three teams, because you could honestly talk me into every single other team in the AFC is making the playoffs. Every single one. None of them are sleepers to me. None of them. I think it all comes down to how well do they coalesce. Because, like you said... Horrific take by you. No, it's not a horrific take. It's not a horrific take because what do we know more than anything in the NFL besides health? Is when it goes off the rails, it goes way off the rails. The Pittsburgh Steelers, to me, could be a 12-win team. It could be a 5-win team. And it has almost nothing to do with personnel. It has everything to do with chemistry. Here's what we know. Here's what we know about the NFL. The two wild card teams are almost always better than at least two of the division winners and just happen to not play in that division. Right. Guess what? None of those teams are in the AFC East. None of them. They're not two. They're not. There is not one team there that's one of the top eight teams. They're not in the top half of their sure. division. I cr- completely agree, man. I was just thinking of teams that were going to be sleepers, in other words, that would surprise people because to me, no team in the AFC besides the teams in the East would surprise me if they, if they made the playoffs. None. Uh, well, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals would surprise the me. Raiders. No, the Raiders. No, the the Raiders is my are my other sleeper okay. in the AFC. I think the Raiders could be really the good. Broncos. The Broncos are not going to the playoffs. I don't know, man. Drew Locke, Joey Flacco. Nah, 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 nah. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Here, let me give you my sleeper, okay, in the AFC. Okay. Uh, It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're in a division that they they dominated a couple years ago. The division is better. I don't think the Jags are going to go to the playoffs. Okay, let me start there. I'm not picking them to go. I think that the Colts are much better than what they were two years ago, and I still think Houston is 
very formidable. I expect both the Colts and the Texans, in fact, to be in the playoffs. One is a division winner and one is a wild card. But when you introduce Nick Foles and you say sayonara to a much too long uh, 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 bust in Blake Bortles, you know, much too long of an experiment to try and get him going. Uh, but you still have, even without Clayus Campbell, a, a defense that has re- real deal talent. That is a team that could all of a sudden have uh, 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 a real say if they can score some points offensively. So they have potential to do that. And so I think that they're, uh, uh, you know, a five win team a year ago, but a 10 win team before that and an AFC championship team. Uh, just two years ago. I mean, we're not going back three, four years. And the bones of that team, the skeleton of that team, is still completely intact and young and talented. So I think they got uh, uh, a lot of potential uh, to to be better than what people think. A great example of how much, two examples of how much, excuse me, I thought I had a sneeze, how much mitigating distractions and getting along impacts your team and the prospects of your team. I would say the biggest factor that people pointed to, to the step, I mean, not just one step, the three steps back that the Minnesota Vikings took last Mm -hmm. year compared to the year before. Mm -hmm. Everybody talked about the the big contract they gave Kirk Cousins, the way that impacted the rest of the roster. Talked about the offensive line deficiencies and some of the injuries that they incurred on the offensive line. But to me, when your alpha dog and your best defensive player, Arison Griffin, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Xavier Rhodes is an amazing corner, one of the best in the NFL. Harrison Smith is perhaps the best strong safety in the entire league. He had the highest grade of any any defensive player in the league. But the most the, 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 the tone setter, the guy who's the most intimidating player on your defense is Everson Griffin, mm-hmm. if you're the Minnesota Vikings. When that guy just goes completely off the rails and has a complete mental breakdown and has to be institutionalized, that messes with your locker room big time. Big time. Yep. Jalen Ramsey is another example. Jalen Ramsey... When he is performing as the best cover corner in the league and you're winning games and you're threatening the NFL record for single sacks in a season by a team, Jalen Ramsey's jawing is just like being a good fight promoter. And he's yeah. he's perpetuating the narrative of your ferocious defense. Well, when you're losing and your quarterback can't figure out how to throw the ball to the flat and you're not producing the sacks that you were, and all of a sudden now Jalen Ramsey is jawing and not backing it up, now all of a sudden he goes from one of your greatest advantages to one of your greatest disadvantages. Mm-hmm. He's a giant distraction. And we've seen this so often. I mean, how often have the Cowboys been derailed because of the off-the-field stuff, because of Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended or getting you know, getting in trouble, or Des Bryant no-showing for camp? I mean, look at the Steelers last year. How big of a distraction was Le'Veon Bell? It was one of the lead stories in the league every single week, and he ended up not coming back, and it just killed the entire cohesion of their locker room. Um, let's go to the NFC. Two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Again, I think there's it's it's hard to find a sleeper in the NFC uh, because I think there's only a couple teams that weren't really great last year. I mean, look, I don't know if the Packers are going to be good or not. They were bad last year, but they're not a sleeper. I mean, they got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Vikings, same thing. Great defense. They're not a sleeper. One team that I think that is sort of off of people's radar that again this is this is even pushing it if you're going to talk about true sleeper I think the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> are a team that could be outstanding I mean I'm talking about division winning Super Bowl run potential type of team and look maybe that's not saying much they just won a Super Bowl 2 years ago they won a playoff game again last year and so this is a, this is a team that done, that's done it but they go all in on Carson Wentz, who I think Carson Wentz is a guy that you do go all in on. I understand the injury history, but look, you, it's what it is. You got to deal with it. If he's there, he's been when he's been there, he's been outstanding, and you, I think you like. It. They pick up Jordan Howard in the off season uh, from Chicago. They still got Alshon Jeffrey. They get Deshaun Jackson. I don't know how big of an impact that is, but it's a it's another wrinkle. For a guy who I respect very much in Doug Peterson in terms of his offensive, you know, mind as a coach, Nelson Aguilar, they draft J.J. Arcega-Whiteside uh, out of Stanford, who I thought was just a complete beast, and I have never been wrong on a college-wide receiver projection. <laughs> never. Oh, um, man, the guys you fall in love with are so funny. Well, you and I have fell in love with some of the same guys, especially wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to my brother's consistent notion that you could name all the the gigantic 
super gifted, really buff wide receivers that have been truly successful in the NFL, you can name those guys on one hand. Yeah. I, I mean, mean Cal- Calvin Johnson is the dream, but that's not the reality. David Boston's the reality. David, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's true. I mean, most most of the wide receivers are guys, the, the best wide receivers are guys that are just normal size. 6'2", 210. Yeah. 6'2", I mean, 200. Here's the thing I like about Arcega White. So he, he's actually not fast. <laughs> that's, yeah, you love it. I do. And Reminds it, you of yourself. Well, believe me. No, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a blur. Uh, but the... Uh, it goes back to a quarterback who's not mobile. Why is he good in the pocket? Because he's only ever been in the pocket. Why can our Sega Whiteside catch footballs in traffic? Because he's always been in traffic. Yeah, and I understand okay. that, the, good. that the traffic is different in the NFL when you got, you know, all pro cornerbacks on you that are going to be just hand in glove. Uh, but he's got you know his ability to do body position uh, to high point and all that stuff is really good. And he you know all I'm saying is he's one of a number of guys. The other thing is still got. Uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, and then on the defensive side, Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox, Ronald Darby gets added to the mix at cornerback. Malcolm Jenks is still there. So I think that you're talking about, I mean, they got it done defensively when they won the they Super Bowl. And I think that they have all the pieces in place to to make another run. Now, point is, is are they even a sleeper? They went to the playoffs again last year. Probably not, but I think a lot of people think, well, they – you know, peaked obviously at winning a Super Bowl, and then the arrow started to point down last year, and maybe still going that direction. I don't think so. I think they bounce back, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to beat Dallas in the NFC East. It's another example, though, of if the choice that you made is the wrong choice, how fast it can sink the ship for Carson Wentz. Because if I hate the oh, some of his teammates anonymously say they don't like the way that he leads in the locker room. I hate those stories. They're just they're they're just garbage. But. If there's ever any truth to it, then that stuff can just smolder and smolder and smolder until it blows up in your face. Like if if the locker room truly did have way more confidence in Nick Foles than they do in Carson Wentz, that could be a really tough situation yeah. to be in. Uh, who my, else my sleeper, NFC? my sleeper in the NFC. You're probably gonna hate this. I am one. gonna hate. I already know what you're gonna say. Who? What, what am I gonna say? What's your guess? I think you're gonna say the Atlanta Falcons. No, I'm gonna say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. No, I don't hate that. Here's the thing. I don't hate that. At Here's all. the thing. I think that Jameis Winston's off-the-field antics have impacted both his personal performance and our collective opinion of him. And I think it makes it easy to forget that in 2013, when Jameis Winston led Florida State to the National Championship when he was a freshman, we were talking about this guy as, like, the next Andrew Luck. I mean, we were talking about this guy as this unbelievable leader who has this absolutely incredible football IQ, this unbelievable arm. Charisma. He, he's charisma, mm-hmm. natural leader. He's the man. You know, sure, sure fire. And, you know, when they were on Hard Knocks, they lead that Hard Knocks season with showing, like, Jameis Winston in his hometown where he came from. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that gets lost on the general public because we just think of these guys as these really wealthy stars that just have the world at their fingertips. And Jameis Winston comes from nothing, man. He comes from nothing. And that's not a rare story in the league. But I also think that we, you know, if you're making millions of dollars to play a sport, you should be highly scrutinized. There's no doubt about it. And you are under a spotlight. You have to be self-aware. You can't mess up like Jameis Winston. You can't be stealing stuff. You can't be harassing the Uber driver. You can't do it. You just can't. But I think we also forget a lot of times that these guys are just kids. And that it's not just over for them. He could just grow in. He could grow up. And if he grew up and re-harnessed the talent that has been gifted to him and the the ability to win that he once had. I mean, he's only 25 years old. And he's been in a really weird situation with a, a coach that has almost no authority in Dirk Cutter. No real guidance in developing him as a quarterback. Yet he's been deemed the franchise savior without anybody ever really to push him. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick sort of steals his thunder somehow when he was injured. It's just been a muddy, bad situation. But now you add Bruce Arians. And what do we know about Bruce Arians? I mean, Bruce Arians, I mean, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was a disaster, personally, when he was in the when he first got into the league. Disaster. And Bruce Arians figured out how to at least make him perform well on the field. Bruce Arians had a huge role in developing Peyton Manning. Bruce Arians has been one of the quarterback whisperers mm-hmm. of the modern generation. If he can translate that to Jameis, and then you add in the fact that, you know, I think that they've really actually drafted well. They talk about guys with upside. I mean, Mike Evans 
despite the fact that he's got five straight thousand yard seasons, he still has upside. He still could be better, which is amazing. I mean, if you could have a sixteen hundred yard season with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing you the ball, imagine if you have a real guy that could throw the deep fade. You know, I mean, Fitzpatrick's great, but he's a dink and dunker. He can't throw the deep fade like Mike Evans really needs. Jameis, at least once upon a time, could. Talk about a guy like OJ Howard. If you could ever play like you look, I mean, if you look, you can play like OJ Howard looks. You're all pro. I mean, because the guy is a freak. And then you look at their defense. They do lose Gerald McCoy, which is, he's been a stalwart. Yep. But they drafted Vita Vea, who's one of the freaks of college football, one of the strongest, meanest dudes that you're, that was in the available in the draft last year out of the University of Washington. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul. Who knows where we're at with him? That was definitely a risky signing. But you look at their linebackers. Levante David is one of the most underrated players in the league. I love Levante David. Plays with his hair on fire. He's been great ever since he came out of Nebraska. But I thought that Devin White. There's always that moment when a guy blows up at the combine, and you like your guy DK Metcalf. But not not my guy. Well, you like him though. I like his story. I like his personality. Okay, I, I, like I do too. But, but but it's just like we both mutually agreed. When you got this dude who's six three two thirty who runs a you know four nothing forty. He's got a forty inch vertical, and then you go and you're like, well, but you caught thirty two passes for four hundred yards last year. Why? Yeah. What happened? Where's the where's the break in production? Yeah. Devin White has the best meshing of. Absolutely crazy combine numbers, and you turn on the film and you're like, "Well, that there it is." Yeah. I mean, he was, he was the Buckus Award winner who then went out and ran a four four forty with a forty inch vertical. I mean, he is a he's a savage. That, that's why you take an inside linebacker with a top five pick only if they're him. Yeah, and I think that could be a big impact on their defense too. But to me, there's so many teams that have so many good defensive players in the league right now because there's just so much talent in the league. This comes to, down to. How do you make it all come together? Can you stay healthy? And what kind of production you get at quarterback if Jameis Winston can turn the corner and get back on track to where he once was? I don't know, man. The Bucks could be in the mix. The, the, the problem is that that division is just so tough because I don't know where you find – I don't know where you steal really any wins because I think that Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans are all going to be good. Um, I, speaking I, – first of all, I, I, I like – I like the Tampa Bay pick. I would have been. Very, I thought you were going to say Atlanta for sure, and I just I hate the Falcons. Not personally, I just get them out of here. But the the James, why is that? Because you hate Matt Ryan. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know why. It's it's unjustified. It's unjustified. But I just think that I just can't stand them. I hate watching. I just stand them. So uh, <laughs> that's the, funny. The uh, you want to know how I feel that about in the league more than anybody. Seattle. The Green Bay Packers. Of course you do. No, that's actually not true. I actually love watching Aaron Rodgers. I wish I just never had to see his face on the sidelines. Well, he wears a helmet. Until he takes it off and all he's doing is pouting. You're just the worst. You're a terrible <laughs> assessment. So, the, uh, 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 James Winston, though, people talk about all his off-the-field stuff and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's like two things. Right. One of which is stealing seafood, which is more fun, okay. I'm okay. Maybe I'm not. That's hilarious. Okay. I mean, enough with that. And the other thing, which is which is serious. It is. It is more serious. Also, didn't just happen. It was years ago. It, it was years ago. It came to light, and the process legally and so forth played out. And then he had, you know, his penalty that he had that that he had to pay both. Uh, uh, I think privately, and then also, uh, uh, you know, in terms of suspension and so forth. That happened much, much later, but it's not like this thing just happened and this was another misstep. This is going back years. So in terms of what he's been in his personal conduct, to my knowledge, basically since he's been in the league, has been has been no problem. The problem has been he hasn't played very well. He certainly has not played up to the expectation, like you said, of what he was coming out of, uh, out of college. Was he number one or number two overall? Number one, yeah. Number one overall. Uh and that, to me, I mean, there's very few coaches to me that sort of move the needle with with you know a position or a player like that, like than Bruce Arians. I mean, Bruce Arians coming back to Tampa. Look, Bruce Arian, Arians was retired and was maybe the biggest commodity available in terms of head coach out there. If you th- think about it as a free agent, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. And everybody, and he even dropped his, you know, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, the up-and-coming Browns and all of that. And what did he do? Went to Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know. Maybe he's got a thing for Florida. He's got family there, wants to be in. But I guarantee you this, he doesn't take that job 
unless he, who was somebody who would know, goes, Jameis Winston's got it. Let me show you what we got here. And I think that is – so I, I, I'm with you. I think the Bucks are going to be better. Now, they got a tough division. They have, they have a tough division to play in with the, with the Saints and the Panthers and yeah, the other one. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sitting here making any predictions, but I, I like to pick for a sleeper. I do. We're late, but I want one more point on this. So let's get out after this. Yeah, you're very late. Thank you. Of course time. we are. After this, I'll tell you why guys like Jameis Winston are such feast or famine because of their leadership style. And we'll also give you details on how to win tickets to the B-52s. Oh, let's go. Music. Tommy. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. I want to sing a little song that uh, kept me going when I had troubles. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a dock, and there they saw a rock. Now, are you just, are you mad at me? Is that why you're doing this? It was a rock. You said you were going to talk about B-52s. It's a cover. It's Peter Griffin covering B-52s, man. Come on. I just, uh, you know, I'm just feeling a lot of hate through Facebook and so forth. You know? What are you talking about? It's Tutel Nuwanis, 109 ESPN Radio. We are uh, broadcasting live through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Hmm. Hmm. Now I get it. Chris Polaris is celebrating their 30th birthday this month. That's right, 30 years they've been in business. They're offering 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, plus Verna Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Uh... Coulter, uh, we got uh, some tickets for the people to this very band playing in this very town out at the Kettle House Amphitheater. Uh, we're going to give them away next week, and we're going to have we're going to play a little fun little deal. Now we're all music lovers here. I know that I'm going over the top of your of your other point that you wanted to make about it's okay. Winston. We'll get to it. We'll get to it at the end. Tommy wasn't actually listening to that part. He was just following the outline. Yeah, yeah. Well, why Why would he listen to the show? Yeah, emergency programming meeting after this train wreck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> he, uh, Tommy, aren't you glad to be back? Yeah, not not, not particularly, no. Yeah. Tommy had such... We were, we were uh, debating on whether Tommy was going to really roll the dice. Because last time, Tommy and I were in Vegas for the National Association of Broadcasters convention. Mm-hmm. Tommy won not once, but twice. Big. Same day. Yep. Same machine. Yeah. Uh, and I was taking him to the airport, and he was like, nope, not chancing it. I'm not going to gamble at all. And you claim that you did not, Tommy. What do you ask? You, you're in no position to put me on the spot here. You're screwing up my Peter Griffin segment. Yep. You're totally going over the story where I get to roll Coulter under the bus. You have screwed up the sports center. It started late. I don't know what to do to keep you on track. I anymore. believe uh, that was your bad. No, I did not gamble on this trick. I, I did. Think- you go get some sides. I did. I ate a. I ate one side, and it was oddly enough enough to feed two people. <laughs> um, the B fifty twos are coming to Missoula to the Kettle House Amphitheater Thursday, August eighth. Log Jam presents reeling them into town. 
And uh, it was the show of the summer that Regime Seabrook, our esteemed friend Regime Seabrook, said he would like to go to uh, to for the music and also to people watch. And uh, we are next week going to send two of you to that very show. And what we're going to do is a name that tune throughout the week next week. Uh, and we are going to uh, give a pair of tickets away. Uh, so uh, we will register folks Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do a little lame that tune and then we will select a winner and give the uh, give the tickets away so listen in next week uh, for tickets to the uh, uh, B-52s coming to the Kettle House Amphitheater looking forward to this it'll be fun you know what music we had we we had our boss uh, start writing down the music that she thought you know would be good for name that tune and about by about the third option we just say you know what uh, we'll just uh We'll just come up with our own. What was the Ant Band? Her her selections were band, Goody yeah. Two Shoes by Adam Ant. Mm. Adam Ant. Careless Whisper by Wham, which actually isn't a bad one. That's a that's a it's a pretty good trivia one because you know you got George Michael. It's a big hit. But I mean, like Goody Two Shoes by Adam Ant. Who knows that? And I think the third one was Working for the Weekend by Loverboy. I mean, I understand that you're trying. It's you know you're trying to hit the mark in terms of the time, right? You know? Um. I want to do right by the people that listen to this show, you know? And so if we, uh, if we throw a little, you know, J Cole out there <laughs> to get people to the B-52s, then so be it. That's not really what we're going to do. We're going to do 80 we're do, songs. We're going to do, M, we're gonna do 80 M. songs, but they're not going to be as, as, uh, obscure as Adam Ant. Okay. <laughs> uh, Let me interject one more time. Yes. Can't wait. If we were to play Macklemore, do you think the audience would know who it was, or would they need to Shazam it? I, I would say uh, like thirteen percent of them would know who it was. Okay. I I quit. It's my last day. <laughs> well, hello there, my friends. Ryan Tutel here, and you probably know that Blackfoot is a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services. It helps businesses just like yours all around the state of Montana. But maybe you don't know just how much they're actually doing. You couldn't even imagine how many miles, yes, miles, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable they are weighing across the state of Montana and specifically now in Bozeman and the Gallatin Valley near St. Ignatius and several other regions to increase the connectivity and speed in which we can communicate to that of light. That's right, fiber optics. They work with light. Did you know that? Quite a lesson. If you want to go study it, I encourage you to do so. Hey, go visit GoBlackfoot.com and see what it is that they're up to. I think you'll be amazed at all of the work that is being done just so that we can talk quickly with each other and do things like, I don't know, listen to a Tutel Nuanas podcast. 866-541-5000 to give them a call or online at GoBlackfoot.com. You can click the link in the description while you're listening and just check out what they're up to. Support the ones who support us, Blackfoot. Hi, how's it going? Good? Good. Name that tune. Add it, Adamant. Good, uh, good deduction. Yes, it is. It's two telling the one is one ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine hundred four West Broadway, Missoula Highway eighty three in Sealy. Check them out right now because it is their thirtieth birthday all month. They're celebrating thirty years of being in business by offering you up to thirty percent off. That's right, thirty percent off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris offer of vehicle. Husk Varna or Beta Dirt Bike and any Crest Pontoon Boat as well. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris all month long. If you missed anything in the show, we got you covered on the podcast. Podcast available all over. Wherever you get podcasts, you go get podcasts to tell Nuana's podcast. You sign up, you subscribe, you rate it, you review it. You do us a big, big favor. We sure do appreciate it. The podcast is available by the, thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel in Missoula. Uh, okay, Coulter, you wanted to tell me something along the lines of what about Jameis Winston and his leadership style? Well, so I thought it was, it was actually an interesting full circle 
to cap this thing, you were talking about how you don't mind the fact that Sam Darnold is sort of a nonchalant, non-emotional type of leader. And I do think that in the NFL, especially when you're a young quarterback and you are an anointed quarterback, a guy who was a top five pick or a top three pick, or in Jameis Winston's case, a number one pick. We talked about this with Baker Mayfield as well. Baker Mayfield was an unquestioned leader with so much bravado when he was at Oklahoma. But then when you go from being the oldest guy on your team who also has so much clout because you're the Heisman Trophy winner Mm -hmm. and you're leading a bunch of 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds, when you try to transition into leading guys who are 10 years older than you, when you're trying to fire up Joe Thomas in the huddle and he's like, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a tenuous situation because how do you, how's it going to work, right? Mm-hmm. It, it could come off as inauthentic, and if you're not producing, I think it could rub people the wrong way. And when you watch Jameis Winston, I think when you watch Jameis Winston in college, he was so mature from a leadership perspective when he was at Florida State, and I think that's why he was able to galvanize the team and be so good right away and lead them to that national championship when he was a freshman. And he's had that same sort of clout amongst his peers. But then when you come in and you're a rah, rah, rah guy and you're throwing as many picks as you are touchdowns, I think it just falls flat on people's ears. And I think it can irritate veterans and it can be sort of a divisive factor. But if you have a coach that empowers you in that element, which I think that Bruce Arians will, and you can start to produce at a higher level, your leadership style might not change whatsoever. It just might be accepted a lot more easily because it's so much about production, right? Like if you're a a get in your face, I'm going to inspire you type of leader. And you're like, when you're playing linebacker and you're like that, it doesn't matter if you're on a good or bad team because you yourself can go play with your hair on fire and make so many plays, right? Like if you're Ray Lewis, you're Ray Lewis. It doesn't matter if you're on a five win team or a a 13 win team because your toughness and your relentlessness is going to always be on display. When you're James Winston and you give this impassioned pregame speech and then you go throw a pick six, Everybody's like, shut up, kid. What do we want to listen to you for? Mm -hmm. But if you can write the production and produce at a higher level and you have a coach that has a similar personality to you, which it seems as if Bruce Arians is a lot better of a fit for Jameis Winston than Dirk Cutter ever was, then I think that you can have – I think that Jameis Winston has a chance for his career to get back on track, especially from being sort of the the savior of a franchise like they wanted him to be. Yeah. I I mean, I totally agree with you. The other thing, too, is – is this this is the last year of Jameis Winston's rookie deal? It is. Mm, it's go time. It's go time. Because here's the thing: you're in this catch twenty two, where if he plays, if he plays the way that you want him to play, you're going to pay him a lot of money, and you're going to have to take away from other places on the field in order to do that. If he plays in such a way where you don't have to pay him that much money, there's no point in paying him at all because he's not good enough. So I'm not sure what to do. The one thing you could say is like, hey, you played well, but we still need to see it out of you. We're going to give you a short-term deal or we're going to you know, give you an option deal or something like that. Um, and who knows how that will go. I expect Jameis Winston to have his best season with Bruce Arians sitting there and, and, and the production uh, of Mike Evans, O.J. Howard around him as well. I don't know what they're going to do at running back. And I think that's an issue. They they who they they drafted Jones. Ronald Jones. I mean, Ronald Jones was actually excellent at USC. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys that have been excellent at their respective colleges. That well, yeah. I mean, every guy so, in the NFL was great at their respective yeah, exactly. college. Right, right. So, so I mean, I haven't seen it, but again, how much you know? The expectations are extremely high for Bruce Arians to me, and I think reasonably so. But will that translate to you know? A ten win Bucks team that I'm not so sure on. I think there's you know potential there. Uh, Coulter, one thing before we get out, you wanted to mention uh, the senior league softball West Regional, uh, Missoula. The All Stars from Missoula have been at the World Series the last four or five years, including winning multiples in a row. And they uh, are in the regionals right now. To you know, if they win the regionals, you punch your ticket to the World Series. Just hammered Nevada twenty five to six, uh, twenty five to five in six innings. Uh, but they, uh, this is, I mean, Missoula, Western Montana, Montana in general is a softball absolute hotbed, and it's being borne out once again. Now the regionals have been here in Missoula. It's been over at the Dale Clawson Complex over there by Sentinel High School, and. Uh, the Zootown team has actually been a little bit up and down. They've, they've had a hard time with some of the warmer weather teams. They lost to Hawaii last week. They lost to Arizona uh, in the afternoon earlier before then. They swept Nevada 25-5 to and 20-2. to But they had a game 10-30 this morning. 
So waiting on results from that. But that game had a chance then to advance to the World Series. And so the the impressive run by the Zootown All-Stars yeah. continues. Well, they, are, uh, they have been an impressive group, to be sure. Uh, tomorrow, Coulter, what do we got on the show? We're doing a little wing it Wednesday. We want to remind everybody, though, too, Thursday, we're going to be down at Fuddruckers. We got more Grizzly Duck tickets to give away. That's right. Oregon Ducks hosting the University of Montana Grizzlies on September the 14th from Eugene Austin Stadium, a bucket list type of trip. You go down there to uh, Fuddruckers, get yourself a burger, get yourself a Widmer Hefeweizen, and uh, put your name in the box to win tickets. Uh, we already got one winner uh, from uh, last uh, Thursday at Katie O'Keefe's. We go down to Fuddruckers this Thursday, and we just keep bouncing around. The following week, we'll be at the Desperado. We'll do a week, oh, we'll do it Wednesday, our one and only Wednesday show for a wing it Wednesday at the Desperado next week. Uh, and so uh, we continue on our on our uh, 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 summer of love and philanthropy. You know, giving stuff, giving away everything to you. Got to play this Dave Matthews on Two Tell Nuanas because if you played around Missoula, you might get 86. There's no might about it. <laughs> you are the only person ever that's been kicked out of a bar for your music selection. That should say everything you need to know. 13% of the listeners know Macklemore. You don't know what you're talking about. Spent good money on that Dave playlist. It was tomorrow. a stern 86, too, man. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 